Righto, guys, exciting news. Like we always do, we've actually pulled off the pay-per-view for the Podcast Royale on the 27th of April, so you'll be able to watch us swinging down the flats. Fucking oh, swinging, biting down on the mouth guard and going for the KO, all three of us. It wasn't an easy task, Cam, for the whole Alpha Events team, and it was a frequently asked question, so we are pleased to announce it will be pay-per-viewed. You will be able to get everyone around on the source and watch us swing. The second part of this announcement is obviously the boxing shirts to go with the event to support us. If you're on the Alpha team, buy yourself an Alpha Blokes boxing shirt. The pre-sale will be 18th till the 20th of March at alphablokes.com.au. This shirt is never coming back. It's a new design. It's a new style. We're fucking keen and we're excited that you guys will be able to watch from anywhere now. So get a shirt each, get on the piss, support each other, wear it on the night. Let's fucking go. Top of the morning to you. This episode is brought to you by St. Patrick's Day Shamrock Shavers Manscaped. This year, don't just chase rainbows. Make your own pot of gold and groom your little leprechaun with the leaders in below the kilt care. Say goodbye to your clover forest with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and let your confidence shine bright. Embrace the look of the Irish and join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Head over to manscaped.com and use the code ALPHA for 20% off and free shipping. Hey, Tommy, ever since <laughs> I've ever used Manscaped, I can probably say that I've found my pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. This St. Patrick's Day, make sure your little hairy leprechaun is luckier than ever with Manscaped. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f- he wants. G'day, welcome back to another episode of the Alpha Blokes Podcast. Here to give the everyday battler a voice, delete head noise, one laugh at a time. Let's crack into a better beer like we do at the start of every episode on the old stubbies today. Cheers, yeah. brother. Cheers. Bluetooth, Adam. How you yeah, doing, yeah. mate? Um, today's guest, outdoorsman, survivalist, participant of Naked and Afraid, Adam Kavanagh. How are you, legend? Really good, mate. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me, having me on, Blaze. Yeah. <laughs> no worries, mate. Thanks for fucking rocking up. It's a funny old way we actually... Uh, yeah, you're a random guest. We're in the sauna the other morning. Yeah. Health and fitness. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, Adam was in there, well, chatting away anyway, and then I got out and I'm like, fuck, that bloke's familiar. And then uh, I was going to do that awkward thing where I'd run back in and go into the sauna, but I remember someone else was in there and I'm like, you know how shitty it is when someone opens the door and you're letting all the heat out? Yeah. And I'm like, ah... I'll just send him a DM, and then you said, yeah, I thought I recognised you as well. I'm like, yeah. oh, well, while you're in town, mate, better get you on for a chat. Yeah. There we are. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it was pretty random. Yeah, it was. Anyway, here we are. What uh, <laughs> What brings you to Gladstone, mate? Um, yeah, I, um, I've just finished doing one of my tours up in the bush up north. Yeah. And um, I hadn't planned to come back down so early, but, yeah, I was, yeah, planning for an adventure, but... Um, it fell through, so yeah. Now I'm uh, planning for the next adventure, but I'm not exactly sure what that is yet. Yeah. So, so is that sort of how you roll? Like things just pop up and you just yeah. jump at it, sort of thing. Yep. Just yeah. with the industry you're in, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, um, 
I guess I've been pretty lucky slowly trying to, uh, I guess, be self-employed. Yeah. <laughs> and um, with that, yeah, jumping around here and there on the adventures and yep. yeah, just going with the flow. So I've been pretty lucky actually. And um, more and more of the crazy adventures I've been getting invited on recently have been paid, if you know what I mean. So mm. it's like it's slowly, hopefully it looks like it could turn into something but yeah yeah well mate like just flicking through your instagram page like having a look at the stuff you're eating and and you know everything and what you've been up to man it's pretty cool like um and that's what as soon as cam mentioned the other day i'm like fucking nice let's get you on for a chat because we haven't had really had anyone doing what you're doing at the moment man and i suppose how did you get introduced to i don't know living off the land and hunting and providing for yourself and shit um randomly actually if you want to compare me to someone the other day when I was doing my tour it was a father and son that come out with me and um, uh, the son he was 15 and randomly like he didn't really talk much the whole tour that I was doing and and the tours that I do I take people out into the bush no food we just live off whatever we can catch or hunt for 10 days anyway um, the young fella didn't didn't say a whole lot really cool young dude and randomly um, we were hunting some mud crabs with spears and he looks at me and he goes if steve Irwin and the liver king had a baby that'd be you and i was like, I was like i'll take that i was like i'll take that man that's good yeah, yeah that's i was right. like that's pretty spot on actually i was like sick well, i'll like, tell you what i've been called a lot worse than that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, yeah fucking yeah. nice mate that's good we well, eat what liver king eats and yeah steve Irwin's a good outdoors bloke minus the roids yeah, yeah, yeah minus the roids yeah, yeah. As you could probably tell um <laughs> But yeah, and I've been eating testicles and whatever else for a lot longer than yeah. for old liver all those ones you were eating the other day. Oh, you posted this morning, was it? Yeah, some uh, we we got a young Mickey. Yeah, yep. And um, yeah, well, I ate his testicles. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? How'd you get introduced to doing that sort of shit, man? Just sort um, of. To be honest, I guess like I'm I'm from this area originally. Yeah, right. uh, From well, I guess I was born in Springshaw. Yeah. And I've always lived, yeah, like Springshaw, Emerald, Blackwater, like all this central Queensland area. And um, so I actually grew up on a farm, I guess, when I was really young. Yeah. And then my, my dad was a mad keen camper and fisherman. So yeah, like, awesome. Like sort of got brought up on that. And um, it was actually funny. When we were kids, um, my mum, like oh, on my uncle's property, um, like we didn't know at the time, but – uh. You know, we, we were doing the branding and the mustering, and I mean, I was too young to be doing it then, but I was just there bystanding. Yeah. And uh, on the branding iron, my mum had 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 these little things she was calling prairie oysters, and yeah. she's like cooking them on the on the branding oven. Yeah, yeah. And we were just smashing them, like like me and my brothers and stuff. We we're like, oh man, these are awesome. And I was like, what are they? And my mum's just like, oh, they're prairie oysters. I'm like, oh, these are pretty good. And then it was like, you know, <laughs> later yeah. on in life, it's like, oh yeah, he's eating. Um, calf testicles and it's just like yeah oh sick yeah, like, yeah, yeah. i wasn't worried you probably got a time i remember seeing the dog knock them off the top of the branding station because <laughs> yeah. i've said a few i've said a few times now man like i think what i'd struggle with i've been so spoiled when it comes to the meat that i eat yeah. you know which a lot of other australians are too right like we're very spoiled in what we eat so that to me i'm like holy fuck but if you've grown up with that and getting used to eating stuff like that man it would be totally different eh? yeah uh, actually um what I've found, well, if you're hungry enough, everything tastes pretty good. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. um, grasshoppers and you name it. Oh, man, they taste bloody unreal. Yeah. If, if you're hungry enough, oh, yeah, that, that, that shit tastes real good. 
But um, I guess I, when I was young, I ate you know, a bit of liver and, and testicles and whatever. I didn't really think much of it and then had a huge period of my life where I didn't eat any of that. Mm. Just, you know, ate whatever, pizzas and hot dogs and thought that was good for me. But anyway, I um, got sick a couple of years ago and then it sort of forced me to ha- have to go back to a caveman diet or paleo, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I went back to that <clears throat> or stumbled across that again and then slowly started to eat you know, more meat and, and all those things. And as I, I guess I cut sugar out, all those things started to taste better. Like I remember grabbing an apple after I'd like hadn't really had much sugar for a bit and I was like, oh man, this thing's unreal. But like ages ago when I used to eat whatever, yeah, an apple, I'd be like, I didn't like stuff eating an apple. They didn't really taste that good. But yeah, yeah like I, I guess, uh, yeah, my palate reset, so mm. to speak. So then just like normal foods taste better. Yeah, so that apple is like your sweet treat. Yeah, and I mean, it- yeah. Like, I, I've added a lot more back in now, yeah. like, you know. Um, but that but, is wild. Because, yeah, you think of watermelon and mandarins oh, and stuff like that. That's yeah. good. That are really sweet. What, are, what have you found, man, that it's, like, health-wise that it's benefited? Yeah. Like, going back to that simplifying it sort of thing. Like, have you found anything that's helped you out health-wise? Yeah, for sure. So, um, oh, you know, it was over seven years ago now. But, yeah, years ago I got really sick, um, had, like, an overactive thyroid Yep. And um, went to the doctors and at that stage, like it runs in my family. So like, you know, my mom, my mum's mum, all them, like they've had their thyroids removed and stuff. And it's pretty rare for a guy to get sick with what I had. And um, I remember going to the doctor and he's just like, at that stage, I guess being like pretty remote out here um, with the health system, they were like, didn't really understand it that much, what was going on with me. And yep. like some of the, the ways they wanted to treat it, I was just like, oh man, like I'm 26. I was just like... Didn't really feel like doing something permanently to my health at that age felt like a good idea. So I never really researched or read books or anything. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to get on Dr. Google. I'm going to work this out. And then um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I stumbled across this book. I didn't read books, man. But anyway, I stumbled across this book. And while I was out in the mines, just reading this book in the, in the loader in between like loading trucks and stuff. And then um, I stumbled across this one word. Like I could grab that book now, open it up to that exact page and it just said in there, a uh, caveman diet has been shown to have great benefits um, for like thyroid issues. And I don't know why, but I was just like, all right, like let's check this out. Yeah. And then um, so I started looking into caveman diet and then I guess there was at the time there was that chef Pete Evans and he was like cooking paleo stuff. And then um, then worked out like, oh, yeah, paleo and the caveman diet are the same thing. And I thought, oh, sweet, I'm going to check this out. Yeah. And then um, I just <clears> – <throat> and also I looked into it and it's like gluten and dairy uh, apparently are two things that aren't great for your thyroid, which is funny enough because even at the time when I went to the doctor about my thyroid, I was like spewing when I ate bread and different things. Yeah, And right. the doctor's like, nah, she'd be right, man. Hey, like, you know, we're going to do a lot of tests to really work out whether that's going to be bad or not. And I was like – yeah, sounds good to me. Like I like eating bread anyway, so I'll just keep doing it. But yeah, I was like spewing and this weird stuff was happening after I'd eat it. Yeah. So I cut it all out and honestly, man, I just, my health turned around. Yeah. And how good's that? I haven't looked back. Oh, I mean, yeah, like I've had to work a few things out still. Yeah. Like it hasn't been a smooth road, but it's but like it's helped a so lot. So is that just meat and fruit? Uh, Roughly. It's like meat, vegetables, fruit. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. still, yeah, just, just real foods, man. Like, yeah, not yeah. processed shit. Basically, if it if it grows in the ground or it has eyes, it's on the menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, that's simple. great, man. I think it's really cool that you've found something 
where you just change your lifestyle and what you're eating that instead of adding something else to fix the problem. Like that's yeah. a pretty cool. If you can get a solution like that, that's a lot better than just adding something on top that helps the other thing out when yeah. you can wipe it completely, eh? Like a number. Like elimination is the yeah. fucking top priority, right? And yeah. if you can change your diet like you did and eliminate that problem, then fuck yeah. Yeah, I, I guess we live in a health system at the moment where it's like, what Band-Aid can you do or yeah, whatever yeah. to fix something? But yeah, I was just lucky that at that stage, it was a bit out of character for me at the time, but I just felt like maybe there was another way. Yeah. And then, yeah, for me, it's been life-changing for me. So yeah. like, yeah, I, honestly, it's been the best thing and it's like completely transformed my life and yeah. I guess in a weird way led to where I am now. Yeah, no, that's uh, great, man. I think um, like how would people maybe in the same thing as you like – get some information about trying that diet or starting off doing it sort of thing. Is there any book in particular that you read that one you mentioned or? Oh, t- to be honest, there's so much out there now. Yeah. That, that book that I had, I, the title of the book was huge. It's like, why do I still have thyroid symptoms when my lab results say that I'm normal? <laughs> yeah. like, that's the title of the book. Yeah, so it's yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. yeah crazy yeah. title. But um, I, I think, yeah, there's like the, the initial books that I read, there was that one, Grain Brain. Um wired to eat yeah. uh, like rob wolf the american paleo dude yeah like i just started reading their books and yeah that's the guy yeah they were all just like you know gluten's bad and eat real foods and honestly i I just started doing it and yeah. i was pretty open-minded at the time i'm like i'll give it a crack and yeah it's been like pretty life-changing for me oh, that's so, awesome man yeah. i think the other thing is too a lot of people nowadays or even back then if you're given two options and he's like, hey, you can change your whole diet, it will fix you up or take this and it should stop it a bit. 99% of people nowadays would probably what, go, give us that fucking quick one. Yeah. You know, And that's band-aid. reality, isn't it? It mm. is, yeah. <laughs> like I think that's the problem that um, – because like honestly, like people ask me, they're like, oh, you know, like what did you do uh, more so years ago? Like it's – I guess with the people I'm friends with now, it's pretty common. Like, you know, they're all – they all know all about it. Yeah. But yeah, I remember initially when I got into it, a few of my mates were like, oh, stuff that, man. Like, I'd rather die than give up pizza. And I was <laughs> like, I guess I used to think that way. But with what I know now, it's just like, yeah, like th- they're getting so creative with all like the new foods and stuff now. It's like, it's pretty much you can replace everything with something better anyway. Like, yeah. 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 It's not that hard. But do you get something out of like hunting and stuff like that and eating what you've gone and, and processed and hunted yourself? Like, is that a thing for you that you love doing yeah i guess it it was what what i was into when i was a kid yeah more so fishing than than hunting so much like i guess we used to shoot a few rabbits and stuff out on the farm but yeah wasn't so much into hunting um per se but it was more like yeah the fishing and i loved it hey and then i went i went through like years and years of just you know being a teenager and computer games and yeah um really got away from it all hey like it was just just completely got away from like being out in the bush and nature and camping at all. And I remember like even my dad, he'd go camping and I'd just stay at home, like wasn't interested. Mm. And then um, around the time, I guess, oh, even a little bit before I got sick, I like started to get back into fishing and hunting and, and stuff like that again. And then um, with that realization of like, uh, you know, stripping your food back and stripping your lifestyle back and, and changing things up, I was like, oh, wow. Like I think actually just being out in the bush is like good for me as well. So it's yeah. like, started to get into it more and more and then really got my passion for it again. And then I guess just the idea of like, um, not to say to feel like a man, but 
I guess there is this this feeling of like catching your own food, which is hard to explain to people unless you do it. The primal feeling. Yeah, yeah, like that primal feeling. I was like, oh, I actually like like this. Like I guess mm. with our modern lives, you know, like we go to work and a lot of us do jobs we don't want to do. But it's just like, um, to be honest, it like I guess we'll talk about it in the future. But my TV experience, doing that. And like not even thinking about life in general, except for the fact of getting food, water and shelter. And that's all I had to think about. I was honestly like, what are we doing at the moment eh, with these jobs? I was like, yeah, just, just that experience <laughs> just of like being in the bush for a couple of weeks doing that. Yeah. Like how simple life was. And it was just, it just felt so much better. Eh? It yeah. was just like, you wake up, it's like, oh, yeah, let's go get some tucker. Yeah. And yeah. So that's the biggest stress for the day. And well, mate, like, that's like... Oh, I haven't done it for a couple of years, but I grew up hunting pigs and that with the with my old man. It's still my favourite thing ever to do at, in the world. But we used to go away at least once a year, twice a year, out to where there was no phone service at all, and we would just hunt for a week. And, mate, all you had to worry about was, like, you'd have a plan of where you think they're going to be, what you're doing for lunch, like figuring out. And obviously we, we took our food and stuff and cooked on the campfire. But even that feeling of just worrying about eating, hunting, sleeping, it was like, fuck, it's such a good reset for the soul, I reckon, you know. It really is, yeah. And I haven't done it in ages and it's fucking, it is good, you know. I, I, um, I guess I'm like anyone, <clears throat> you know, while I'm back in town, I'll, I'll fall into the trap of like scrolling through my phone and, you know, just slipping back into old habits and stuff. So I always look forward to when I have an adventure coming up or, or a tour or something like that and I know I'm going to be out in the bush for for an extended period of time because it's uh, where I go up north in the Gulf, it's not much phone signal anyway. So mm. I know that when I get up there, I'm just going to be off grid and I always feel so much better, eh? Like yep, just, yep. you like, yeah, like not up to date with anything. It's just mm. like, but you don't even care. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, it's a good reset. Reset's really good. Yeah. I suppose, mate, it's pretty cool and it's becoming more popular now, but back in the day, blokes like yourself who were like survivalists or outdoorsmen wanted nothing to do with technology, which also meant they didn't know how to record themselves or or show what they're doing. And we're sort of coming into this age now where there's blokes like yourself who are skilled up and doing all this cool shit, but you can actually learn how to document it as well. When did that experience start for you? Like when you were like, right, oh, I'm doing something pretty cool here and you're growing your Instagram now. Like when did that all start? So around the time I got sick, um, or yeah, I was like 26, 27 when that happened. Oh, 26. I was out in the coal mines in Blackwater and um, yeah, you know, like I, I just, something didn't feel right at the time. Like not not to say that like, mining was a bad job like if i actually look back i actually did love it yeah. and i think i'd, I'd love the camaraderie and just working with blokes i think that's yeah. like you know i just had some good work workmates and some good blokes out there and i did enjoy that mm. but um i guess there's this thing that I've, I've come across more recently and usually when your life's getting a bit turned upside down uh i guess now it would be called uh, well, that call to adventure or the hero's journey where like you get called off onto an adventure to go find yourself. Yeah, yeah, right. And um, I, I guess like all movies are kind of based <laughs> on that hero's adventure and there's, yeah. Anyway, but the rite of passage or hero's adventure, what do you want to call it? I guess that's what life was sort of throwing in front of me. Yep. And um, when I got sick and, and stripped my life back and did all that, I'd, I'd always, I remember at 19, I actually wrote it down. <clears throat> I wrote down at like, that I'd wanted to travel Australia. I was just like, yeah. I was like, and I was like, 
wanted to hunt and fish and travel Australia and then um, never just never jumped on that to do that like I just yeah like never really traveled or did much and then um, yeah when I was after I got sick spent a couple more years in the mines but like I was being healthy doing paleo and then actually started to, to have some adventures yeah and then I I actually thought stuff it you know I'm gonna do something really crazy I just remember getting on my phone and booking a trip to Africa fucking hell and like yeah <laughs> I, I, just randomly like straight two, to the top two yeah. weeks before i went like even went there i was just like got on my phone i was like yep let's do it like fuck yeah a couple of months trip trip in africa and uh it was just like a camp, camping trip in africa so it was just me and at that time i didn't know but africa was it was not a good place to go but yeah. i don't check government warnings and stuff so I was, yeah it, when i did rock up there i was like oh it's not, yeah you know, I could tell there was, I was like, oh, okay, probably shouldn't be here right now. But anyway, who cares? It was a really cool adventure. Yeah. But that was my pre-adventure, you'd say. Like I, I went to Africa and then I did a trip up to Cape York and I did, yeah, I just like started doing some adventures. Yeah. And um, I really got the bug for it, hey, and I was like, man, this is cool. Like I'd love to keep doing this. Mm. And at that stage I was, I was pretty financial I was like in a pretty good financial position. I thought, you know what, stuff it. Like, I'm just going to quit. Like, I had a permanent job. Like, people were like, man, you're mad. Like, you can't quit a permanent job. You know, it's like a retirement job. Like, it's a mentality of everyone, man. Or yeah. not, not everyone. That safety. But, yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. And it, it was scary, man. Eh? Like, it was, I, I guess, but I didn't do it all at once. It was like those, that trip up to Cape York. Oh, well, I did like two trips around Australia, mm. trip to Africa. And then finally, I was like, all right, let's. You know, I have no idea what I'm doing, but let's just wing it. Did it enough of job. it to know that yeah. that made you happy? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, it did. And then I just started doing it. And then I actually only was on social media initially, so my family knew I was alive. Because like, rather than like <laughs> messaging everyone or sending photos, it's like I just put up a photo on Facebook. Yeah. And um, still you know, kicking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that wasn't on, Inst on Instagram or anything at that stage. And it was like people were telling me like, man, you need to like put this stuff on Instagram and and share it and I was like oh nah it's pretty cool I just love doing it and then eventually did do it why I was actually started traveling then I started doing it and then yeah it started to grow and and sort of went from there yeah and so yeah. it led to some cool opportunities oh for sure okay. mate which sort of blends into the next thing naked and afraid <laughs> now for people talk us through the concept of this show for anyone who's fucking oblivious to it right. I guess it it's um evolved a bit since the first show but in general it's one man one woman dropped into the bush or some environment all like it could be anywhere in the world yeah but it'll be a remote environment somewhere in the world and you're naked um mm. with nothing but you get to pick you know one survival item yeah um oh well they say you get to pick but uh yeah like a knife or a fire start or something like that and you just got to yeah, twenty-one days you got to survive, but like it's it's up to like forty and forty and sixty days. They're pushing it more yeah, now, yeah, sort yeah, of they're thing. Getting more extreme with it, but yeah. But like to be honest, yeah, the twenty-one days was pretty extreme. <laughs> and mate, that would have been off the back of your content, right? That you were putting online that people would have saw, maybe, and got onto you. Yeah, I mean, I was hanging around with a few people that had done the show. Oh yeah, but um, and uh, like so, one of the American guys he come over and um, I travelled around with him for a bit, and we put a few photos up together. So I don't know if that's how they found it. Yeah. I, I did ask the talent scout when she initially discovered me because, yeah, I got this random message on, on Instagram. This lady's like, hey, do you want to do Naked and Afraid? And I, I was like, ha, ha, pull, pull the other one. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Because right. she was American. I don't know if she got my joke about the pulling the other one. But anyway, yeah. um, 
yeah, she's like, no, no, this is like serious. Like if you, if you're keen to do it, we'll get you on. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> did you have to do much trial stuff or like, uh, um, what do you call it? Pre-interview? Yeah, you did. Like, so to be honest, they, they were pretty keen to get me on. So I guess they pushed me through all that stuff pretty quick. Yep. And you just got to do an interview and I guess, um, yeah, I, did, I just did the interview and just, didn't do anything special. It's just, it's just a yarn. What and, sort of and, shit were they asking you? Like, as in, have you done survival stuff? Yeah, or your, they do. Yeah, they do. But I mean, if you watch the show, most people that are on there have never done anything survival. Like, you know, you know yeah. I mean? yeah, and it doesn't matter. Like, that's that's just is what it is. Like, if you throw people out in the bush, they're going to work it out in mm. general. You know what I mean? And that's what makes the show interesting. Did like, they try to create drama in this show? Yeah. Or they did as yeah. well. Yeah, it's like pretty yeah. much every reality yeah, TV reality show. TV, yeah, yeah, because yeah. like yeah. they make it seem like, and that's that's why for me that alone. Like, I've watched a bit of that, and they're by themselves with the cameras. Yeah, they I, can still alter what they do with the footage, but I'm like, it's actually that person taking what they want to take. Like, yeah. did you find watching your episode afterwards and actually being there was a difference in a narrative that was there, or was it pretty accurate? Um, to be honest, I think um, Samantha and I, that, that's the lady I did the show with, yeah. we were so lucky, eh? Yeah. Like, I think the way they portrayed us in the end with the edit, like there's all these TV terms I didn't know until I did TV, but you edit and the way you portray it and stuff, we were really lucky. Like it was pretty close to how, exactly how it was because That's I guess good. all the drama and stuff, we just didn't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it, and to be honest, um, I'd, I would love to do it again. I'd love to do alone. Like yeah. I, I actually have noticed, I don't really watch much Naked and Afraid, but I love watching alone. Yeah. And maybe it's like, oh, maybe that's. Well, there you go, motherfuckers. Get him on alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next yeah, one. Come on. Where was the <laughs> last on. one? Tasmania. Yeah, Tassie. Yeah. Yeah. It, I was, to be honest, I was a bit like, um, I was interested in, oh, mate, that built his own canoe and did all yeah, this Mike. shit. Oh, mate. Yeah, I no, was, my name is pretty cool. Dude. Yeah, I was like, that is fucking awesome, the shit he made, like what he was doing. But I was like, in a way, I'm like, oh, they stitched him up a bit there with where they were food-wise, bro. I'm like, fucking come on, give him something to hunt. Yeah, I, I was honestly, I was researching it pretty hard initially because yep. I thought, like, this is something that's in my world and, you yeah. know, like, potentially I think I'm, there's not many people in Australia really doing what I'm doing. Like, I feel like I have a good chance of getting on. Yeah. And I knew straight away, straight away as soon as they said they were going to do it in Tassie, I was like, well, that's hunting out. Like, yeah. it's pretty much a fishing thing. And that's exactly what it was. It was like, who's the best fisherman is pretty much what it come down to. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I knew it. So I was kind of glad I didn't get on that one, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, Oh, well, mate, who knows in the future, eh? Yeah, what, what you can go on. But well, back to the back to Naked and Afraid. Yeah. Mate, talk us through when you fucking first get chucked into that. Like yeah. when you first get there and shit. I guess anyone that's seen it, it's not high quality TV either. Um, honestly, um, so initially we flew in. I got lucky. I flew in a couple of days early and we were in, we were in this awesome um, African desert lodge. It was awesome, man. Like I was just in this pool and there's like zebras and giraffes walking past. I was like, this is sick. Yeah. This is so sick. And then I guess... As it got closer and closer to the day where I knew we we're going to start filming, I actually started to get so nervous and sick. Hey, like yeah. I couldn't sleep. I'd like wake up at midnight and I'd just sit in the shower. I was just like, "Oh, what am I doing? <laughs> I was just a mess." Hey, and then like knowing that I'm probably not going to be eating for like 21 days, and that's yeah. what I got my mess myself mentally prepared for. I was like, "I'm probably not going to eat for 21 days." It, oh man, I was just so messed up. And then I actually got so stressed and so nervous 
that actually couldn't eat. Oh. And I started to lose weight. Anyway, it was just, I, I was a mess. Hey, I was just like, what am I doing? Man? Yeah. I'm going to be like naked on TV and like millions of people are going to see this. Like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. what am I doing? <laughs> Fucking head and noise. And then, um, to be honest, I was like so nervous. And then even, um, <laughs> I actually remember the moment the guy, like, I probably shouldn't even mention it. Who cares? Anyway, um, the guy who I was staying with, I just remember I was like, fuck it, let's just, I'm just doing it, like, whatever, it's just like, whatever. So I got me gear off, and old mate in the car, he's just like, Pfft. and I could tell, it's just like, yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you just stripped off and old mate's yeah, in there with you still. But, I mean, it, I'm going to say it was a cold day. It probably wasn't a cold day. I, mean, it was a cold, I was just like, it wasn't, I was just like, oh, this is so weird. Yeah. And then you literally, like, I walked off and then walked down this hill and then, um, yeah, my partner was there and she's naked. I'm like, it got real. I was like, wow, I'm on a <laughs> TV show where I'm bloody naked. Like, what am I doing? Yeah, in Africa, in Africa. Fucking yeah, holy desert. fuck, man. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty wild. And like, did they put you in a spot where it wasn't prevalent for lions and shit to be, or were you like just? No, um, to be honest, <clears throat> I mean it's probably not appropriate to do an accent, but I, we had the survival guide. Yeah. And they give us a bit of a rundown before we go out there. Yeah. And this South African fella, he goes, if you see a lion, run. He's like, <laughs> if you see an elephant, run. He's like, but if you see a leopard, you're already dead. And I'm just like. Wow. And um, as we're driving out there, there was a leopard walking. And I'm just like, oh, man. That's, that, like, I was totally stuffed my accent up then, by the way. But anyway. Whatever. But yeah, like, th so there was leopards out there. Yeah. And. They were just like I don't know if they were talking them up to, to stitch us up, but I have heard people talk about them since then. Like even the guy lifted up his shirt and he just had like claw marks. It like he said it, his guts fell out. Wow, oh, leopard! Wow. Like he said it was just a blink. He just seen a yellow flash. Yeah, and the leopard had like ripped his guts out and just kept going. Oh. And he's just like pushed him back in, and then yeah, he's had the most wild scars down his belly. Mate, and, and that's and yeah. he's just like he's like yeah, leopards, mate. Yeah, like, that's loose. Eh? That's like when people say about Australia and how dangerous it it is here. I'm going. Mm. At least they just bite you and venom kills you. Like you get eaten there. Yeah, right. I, th I think to be honest, on that show, if someone did die, they just wouldn't. It would that episode would not go to air. So like we'd never know if someone just get has not. Yeah, like there has been some pretty wild stuff happen. Like I think it was probably about oh, I can't remember the exact day, but yeah, we heard. Like I'm pretty sure we heard a leopard kill a baboon. It was pretty gnarly. Like yeah, right. Really so all the shit happening. We, yeah, it was like stuff happening. Like, so we had to make like a, what's called a boma. It's sort of like ring of thorns, which I could tell you right now. It's like if a leopard wants you, it's like getting in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, it's like. Yeah, that's a part of like, the show. Yeah, and yeah, 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 do they like come and check in on you? Like do a safety check? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the, there's <clears throat> what I thought was weird. It's like during the day, like there's all that sort of stuff. But at night time, they're, like, they're not there at all. Eh? It's like you, you're just sitting there and you're like, holy crap. And there's like critters running around everywhere i was like Whoa. and then that night i heard the leopard kill a baboon i was like all right oh. like we're definitely uh we're in you know we're, 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 we're in a pickle here like you mm. know but and yeah did, did you have to film yourself at night <laughs> yeah you yeah, did so the, yeah. the camera crew of that they were there like for for a bit of the day but yeah like early morning late arvo night time and that like you're just filming it all yourself yeah right yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah what items were you provided mate or what did you pick to take with you um, I just took simple things like this. That one mad dog took like an industrial roll of duct tape out there, and I, I kind of wish I had done that. Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, I just took like a knife, a fire starter, and in the end, 
uh, what did they give? They gave me my fire starter, but it was like this most crappy um, camp shop one, like mm. a $10 one, which I know now like, it was such a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to take that. Yeah, but because I, I hadn't planned on using it, I'd actually planned on taking a knife, but they, yeah, in, in the end, like they gave me the fire starter. But it was, yep. yeah, it was still cool in the end, you know, but yep. yeah, in, a, in, in a way, I was like, I'm glad I had a fire starter because like, yeah. yeah, I guess you feel a little bit more safe when you've got a fire going. Oh, for sure, it would. How'd you go when you first got there? Was the main priority? So twenty one days, right? You got yep. to last. Yep. Was the main priority like let's get a fucking shelter here going so we're protected from animals and shit? Or um, to be honest, where, where we were, it was just all thorny acacia bushes, eh? Fuck. Like, so that, like you was there was nothing to really build something with. Yeah. So we just did the little little ring of thorns. And just kick back at that. Yeah, like, right. I was, I was like, oh, that's. Well, good, you got to got to meet the person as well. Those first couple yeah. of days, we've just been trying to suss out who each other, you were. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess you are. Eh? It's like, so yeah. There was a combination of like building and just yeah, getting used to each other and stuff. And yeah, which which weirdly enough, it was only really that like initial meeting that was kind of like awkward being naked. And honestly, by like day two or three, you actually forget. You forget yeah, like, it's just totally normal. Like you don't even register someone else as being naked. A question yeah, I got like here right now. Question like, I got to ask you, and that's you've answered half of it, but mate, when you wake up in the morning with a horn that a dog couldn't chew through, does that <laughs> yeah. make it a bit awkward around the camp or what? Um, there was only really one. one. <laughs> 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 there was so <clears throat> to give you some context. I guess when you're in that situation and you're that stressed. Like nothing was happening. Yeah, I get Nothing you. was happening. And For then sure. to be honest, um, your body has a thing. And I, I, actually, to be honest, it's probably the reason like a lot of people have health issues, especially like willy issues and stuff. Mm. If you're really stressed and you have all that, you know, chronic crap happening in your life, none of that stuff's going to work. It just properly. shuts down. It shuts down. And like that's what happened to me. It's like your body goes into survival mode and it shuts down. I wonder how many blokes out there like are probably just like chronically stressed yeah, and, and probably have some other health stuff going on. You like correct that, boom, steel rod. Yeah, it's interesting to like. I to must be the that. most easy going stress-free bloke ever. <laughs> 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 but I, I hear you though. Like yeah. you're talking, your mission there was to not get eaten by a fucking leopard. So like the last thing you're thinking about is using the other head. Yeah, to, to be honest, like I went out there with the mindset like, and I guess that's just where I'm at now. Mm. Well, I just knew I was like, I'm going to be a proper gentleman. Yeah. You know, this lady's in like this really vulnerable position where she's like yeah. stark as with some rando yeah. out in the bush with leopards and shit. And I thought, <laughs> you know what? Like it was totally not even in my mind. Eh? Oh, for sure. But, but yeah, there was one awkward day there where it was like, so like, oh, I can't hide that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we got a clothesline? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing you can do. It's just like, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, fucking oath. Did you um did you guys find much food? Because like we I was talking to you a bit before the show, but I've struggled actually finding the episode. So like to actually to actually watch, but did you guys go all right with actually finding some food to eat or how'd you go? Well apparently it's hard to say because you don't know whether they're geeing you up or not. I guess just talking to other people that have done the show, um, like apparently we smashed it for food, eh? That's like awesome. We just slayed it. Yep. And even um, at the start of the show, they they always have like you know um, their little little dot points about who you are, and it just had expert hunter, and I was like, yeah, they know. Yeah, yeah. Because I did. I like they even said they're like, yeah, you're doing pretty good, man. Like you're slaying it. They're like most people that have done this show, like 
never even come close to having this amount of tucker. Like that's awesome. You know, like one of the days we had food there, like that's probably like one person's whole time they've been out here. And I was like, true. Yeah. I was like, I'm just doing stuff that I did back like when I was talking about like my dad taking me fishing. Yeah. It's like when I got there, like if I was, you know, you bit scattered initially, but then um, that was the funny thing, especially when I was saying like how nervous I was and not. Honestly, like after that that awkward um, initial phase of like seeing the other person naked and then like calming down and that, I was just like, "This is my jam." Yeah, this and is I what loved I like doing. Yeah, I loved it. And even like the the fellows were saying, they're like, "Oh, it's probably not going to make great TV because you're just frothing and you're loving it too much." And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "This is sick, man." I'm like, yeah. "I'm just just a holiday, but I'm just naked." Yeah, I'm like, this yeah. is sick. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I yeah did pretty well, but I just. It was funny enough that it was all the things I did that to survive re- really well out there and do really good. It was just stuff I learned when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, it's like catching animals by hand. and Yeah. So you ate a few, like you caught a few animals and shit? Yeah. Like honestly, um, Samantha made this like little fish trap. Yeah. And um, yeah, caught like, yeah, a couple of fish. And I thought, oh, you know what? Like I just thought about when I was a kid, it was like, you know, you'd chuck a bit of meat on a string and you catch yabbies and do yeah. stuff like that. <clears throat> so I just sort of did a replica version of that but instead of like having the scoop i just weaved this basket yep. and i was like there was these little acacia beans and i was chewing them up and chucking them in the basket and the fish are swimming in there and i was just lifting them out of the water and just oh. slaying it yeah How was it brackish that? water or was it all fresh water uh yeah so we're in the desert but there was um i think it was the orange river yeah it was running through it so we were kind of on the edge of that so um oh there was a fair bit of wet season rain there so there was like some sections were clear some sections were sort of dirty it was just like yeah l- yeah lucky dip yeah that's good but, though that mate you found that source of fucking food right yeah like at oh, the start. We, honestly we were just like <clears throat> i can even tell you now like at night time be sleeping grasshoppers and cicadas would fly into the fire and i'd just be like sweet free snack and i was just pulling out eating them and then <laughs> um there's little freshwater crabs and at certain times of the year <clears throat> they do it in australia as well They'll come up to the edge and they'll come out of the water or like they'll be right in the shallows, the little freshwater crabs. And we were just picking those bad boys up. Like, yeah, grasshoppers, crabs. Um, probably the most food I got on there. <laughs> and it was even funny. Like, I remember one of the camera guys said to me, he's like, mate, like, this is enough food to last the whole show. And I'm like, you don't know me very well, mate. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm telling this all up right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I, I kind of broke the rules a bit. So I guess... When you when you're there at when they go away, they kind of like you to stay in one area. But when they went away, I was like, I was that hungry. I was like, stuff this man. I'm like, I'm yeah, walking. Off. I'm, I'm walking off to find Tucker. Yeah. So as soon as they went away, I was like, you know, swimming across the river and I was climbing mountains and like, yeah, I was just cruising around trying to find Tucker. And then I could hear like this this, oh, like I was up on this real rocky sort of um, cliff, and I could hear like bees or something. I was like, is that what the, the hell's that? And I kept crawling, crawling. And I found this bloody big cave and it was full of bees. And I was really? like, oh, no way. And I thought too, because on that show, no one's – like heaps of people on there have like tried to crawl into, you know, whatever, logs and stuff to try to get honey and usually end up like getting pretty flogged yeah, up by yeah, the bees yeah, and stuff, yeah. yeah. And um, I just remember walking down and the camera crew was just about to chip me for like, you know, walking off and I just went, I found some bees and they're just like – Cause like drama, they, yeah. They just, like straight away, you know. Like if it goes really good, it's going to be good. If it goes really bad, it's going to be really, really good. Mm. Yeah. And I'm just like, they're like, "Have you ever done this before?" I'm like, "Nah, just just wing it, eh?" It's like, <laughs> was you know, stuff it. You know, yeah. 
work it out. So I grabbed a few hot coals, walked back up, walked back up to the cave and like camera crew, they were just froth and they're like, oh man, this is going to be so good. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this cunt's uh, going to get belted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like they thought, oh, he's just going to get destroyed. This is going to be epic. And um, no, nah, man, I crawled in there, made a fire. All the bees got so angry, they went out, flogged the camera crew. Oh! Destroyed them. <laughs> so I'm in there, I'm in there like chilling. And, a happy bear in yeah, the cave. Yeah. Samantha, she was like right in the cave entrance, helped me out. So she was still in the smoke. So she was fine. Yeah. And um, I had one sting me on the guts when I was in there and I was like breathing a bit of smoke. So I was a bit choked up. But yeah, I literally like had a couple of kilos of honey come out. And I'm just like, I just remember looking into the camera. And I'm, like I just knew I was like, Fucking Australia. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, it's an American show. I just knew I was just like, yeah. And I was yeah, like, I was just good. frothing, eh? And um, this one mad cameraman, he, he was just that keen. He, he, you could tell he was getting destroyed, but he was just there filming. He's like, nah, this is just too good. So he just wore it. Everyone oh. else, they're just like running off going, fuck. You know, that is unreal, eh? up. But it was, that was honestly, that was the most memorable moment of that show. But yeah, I just remember like walking with all this honey. That is you just kicking ass. It was, man. Like, it's not even like it I was. survived. It's like, oh, I fucking thrive, motherfucker. Yeah, I did. And, they, yeah, <laughs> they could just tell us, like, I'm a beast. <laughs> like, yeah. How was your, how was your oh, guts wow. getting in, like, eating all that food? Was it you just shitting through the eye of a needle or? Um, oh, I think I might have a little bit after the honey, but to be honest, I think because it was just, like, straight sugar. Just digested pretty well, eh? Yeah, but like yeah. the crickets and everything else, it's sort no, of it's fine. You, yeah, right. Yeah, I suppose yeah, no, you've knocked your diet back to that fucking, you know, simplified version anyway. So it probably wouldn't have been a huge change to your what no, you normally well, do. So actually, um, what about the water? To oh, you'll oh, break yeah, it down. I'll, I'll get back into that. Like, um, one thing I'd, I'd stumbled across before I went out there, like with the paleo and the caveman diet and stuff, um, fasting's like a pretty hip thing to do now. Yeah. Um. And I'd, I'd dabbled with that. So I think the longest one I'd done before I ever went out there. So I kind of knew what I was in for. I did a five-day fast oh, with nothing times. but water. Wow. And um, I kind of worked out. So, um, like gut health's a big thing now too, you know, like everyone's talking about gut health and, and stuff like that. But I'd found for me, for myself personally, like, well, I guess it kind of makes sense. You, your guts are going to feel pretty good when you're not eating at all. And I'd, I'd started to use them as a bit of a gut reset because like I, I have got – I've got like pretty sensitive, like a sensitive stomach. Yeah. But I've actually found that, yeah, like when I do that sort of fasting stuff, it, it tends to be like some of the best things to do for my stomach. And, and I will say like after I did that 21 days, like even when I say like I smashed it and got heaps of food out there, really it was not much. Yeah, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, it yeah. wasn't, wasn't Just compared much. to other people. Yeah, yeah. yeah but um, like in that situation, you know, it was like we were definitely surviving in that situation with, with like Tucker but after that, it was like a really big reset for me. It was like it was like the best my stomach had been for a long time, like just eating bugs and stuff like that. Eh? Like it was, I actually felt really good after doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Because so, I suppose the land doesn't offer the processed shit to you even no. risk putting in your body, right? No. Yeah. You, you do get to a stage where it's like you definitely. Well, actually, so at, at the end of the show, they'll. Uh, the thing is, like, if you, if you make it right to the end, the deal is like they'll cook you or give you anything you want. Yeah. Anything you want. And they're like, oh, you don't want burgers or pizza? I'm like, I'll just have a steak, eh? Yeah. And they're like, no, like, we, I'm telling you, like, you can have anything you want. Like, go crazy with it. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. I'm like, I'll have a steak and some bananas. And they're like, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> they're, 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 they're fucking Australian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and in the end, I got real crazy. I had, had a steak, some bananas. 
a potato and some peanut butter. Yeah, right. There you go. Yeah. But that's all I felt like. Hey, like, yeah. Yeah. How was your energy levels? Were they pretty good or do you have down days? Like, Yeah. Well, I definitely, um, I guess, getting more to the back end, I definitely, do- like, yeah, started to cark it a bit. Yeah. My yeah. energy, like, definitely had a few days there where I was, like, laid in the shade, didn't do anything. Like, I've got real flat batteries there. <laughs> Is that when the being with another person helps bring it up a little bit? Like, were you, when she might have been fading a little bit, you were there to help her up and her the same thing? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure Samantha, she ended up getting pretty crook out there for for a bit. Yeah. And um, I think she got, like, se- severely dehydrated. And um, she, she got pretty crook, eh? And then yeah. I was like... That was like it was pretty crazy how far like the production let that go to you know what I mean like so I, I you know I was just there boiling water and like really looking after her and I think that knocked me around a bit and then but it brought like really brought her back and then when I had a few flat days yeah she turned around and like was like looking after me too so yeah, it actually good, was eh? pretty handy having someone else out there like we definitely had each other's back in that situation yeah that's great that's what uh, would be the hardest part about alone. Right, there's not even a camera so, crew yeah. or fucking. That's that. That'd be a different beast, wouldn't it? Yeah. How damn? Um, what was your hardest point? You reckon was it that side of things, or what, like what was the hardest thing for you coming out of that experience that you had to go through? Um, I guess to be completely honest, I fucking loved it. Eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I so. don't know if there was too much that was like there wasn't too much hard stuff really. Like, yeah, I guess that that. Having low energy really probably was the the lowest point. But yeah. Other than that, it's like yeah, like absolutely frothed over it and loved yeah. it. Like didn't. And mate, you guys lasted the twenty one days, eh? Yeah, like completed it and everything. It, yeah. What was that feeling like when you got it to day twenty one and you went, "We just fucking kicked ass." Yeah, like you, you can't even explain that feeling, but it was just like, I guess it's like going skydiving or something like that. You're just so pumped. You're like, yes, like you just know you're. I guess that's the thing. You just know you've done something that not many people will ever do or would want to do. Yeah. And you just know you're like, yep, I'm in that like small minority of people that have done something pretty loose. Yeah. And I suppose it's pretty cool to know for you, mate, that you can survive in an opportunity like that. Like I'd be fucking hopeless. Or people that are so reliant on technology, electricity, stuff like that now probably wouldn't even know what to do. But at least you know you've got that skill set to survive. How do you reckon you would have gone in the cold? Obviously not naked and afraid, but... Do you go well in the cold? Yeah, like I reckon I would have done all right. Yeah. Because I, you know, I do all the Wim Hof stuff and the breathing and I do the ice baths and that. Like I feel I'd be pretty, I'd be pretty good with that. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's hard to say when you, I do know out on that show, on that last day we were there, I guess they only show little snippets, but yeah, we were in the river swimming for like Ks and Ks. It was brutal. eh? And even though like, I think it was pretty cold, but like it felt real cold because we'd lost so much weight. We had like zero body fat. Yeah. And it was just like, whew. Yeah, that's like cold. Especially when you get there, you get out the other side. Fucking hell. Would have been much showing at the front there. Yeah, no. <laughs> not anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, um, nah, mate, that would have, sounds like it was a fucking unreal experience. Yeah. And what's something that you're sort of keen on doing more stuff like that, you reckon? I'd, um, <clears throat> to be honest, I'd, I'd love to do it again. Yeah. Like, you know, whether whether it be like, yeah, naked and afraid or alone or um, <clears throat> to be honest, I'm probably getting more to the realisation now that I guess the TV stuff's a bit of a hit and a miss. Yeah. And, um, you know, regardless of whether I did that, like I'd love to do that, but I reckon there's always going to be a crazy adventure in my pipeline and maybe it's just one I just go work out and do, do myself, you know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe the next one is just something 
off the cuff with my phone, just go out and just do something random, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that's the cool thing, like life after Naked and Afraid, I suppose we can talk about now. Getting that exposure, doing so well like you did, has it opened up opportunities now for you to run your own style thing here and give people an experience? Yeah, I guess. So I I was always into like the fishing and the hunting and and stuff like that. But after doing Naked and Afraid, I'd – I've spent a lot of time up with the Indigenous people up in the Gulf. Mm. And I guess pe- over time, people had seen what I was doing. And even um, before Naked and Afraid, the American guy that that had done the show that come to hang out with me, like I basically took him around on a tour, I guess. Yeah. It was just mates hanging out really. But he said to me, he's like, dude, you should like, this is a thing. You should take people out and do this. This is like really good. And I'm like, really? You reckon? I was like, nah. And then it was over time, I guess, like, uh, the naked and afraid really gave me some street credit. They're like, oh, okay, like he can back it up. Yep. And then, yeah, people just started to reach out on social media. They're like, oh, hey, you know, like would it be possible for me to come out into the bush with you and, and um, you know, I'd love to learn some skills. And, and initially I was pretty hesitant. I was like, oh, nah, like – and then, um, yeah, over time I was like, oh, you know what, like stuff it. So I um, took my brother out. He was the guinea pig. Yep. And uh, he loved it and then – yeah, I slowly yeah, took a couple of mates out and then it, it sort of went from there and it's like it it's a – I don't exactly advertise it. Oh, I guess I am now like yeah. talking about it on the podcast. Yeah. But it's it's more being word of mouth. Hey, like a lot of people that have reached out don't even know that's something that I can do – that I would do or that I do do and they'll just message me like, hey, like is it possible to go out in the bush with you and just like learn some skills? Yeah. And I'm like, it is actually. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it kind of evolved from there so – yeah, I think it's, uh, it's cool. one of those things that it's like, oh, you don't want like a Chris Kyle thing where someone's just this psycho. But if they're willing to come out in the bush yeah. with you, <laughs> I'm like, that's them putting themselves into your world. Yeah. So it's not really, yeah. yeah. It's a pretty what about cool a real thing. life naked and afraid private tour? Yeah. Have uh, you been hit up by a couple of weirdos yet for that? Yeah. 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 Fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, some bloke, hey, mate, you want to go naked and afraid? So, this is a crazy thing. After doing that show, I am actually blown away with how many people feel that I need to see them naked. Like just randoms are just like, hey, um, here's me naked. Like just really? showing you. Yeah, well, yeah, right. <laughs> or like here's here's my girlfriend. Or like, or like, like there's been way, way more loose stuff than that. Like I mean like really extreme videos from people. And like, hey, just thought I'd send you that just to, you know, whatever. I'm with yeah, you, man. Wow. Like, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. wow. Like just for no reason. I'm like, yep. But it's because because I guess I did that show, mm. people assume I'm a nudist that like I just fly yeah. over it. It's like, yeah. oh, it's just like, love you know, naked it's, it's people. Being, yeah, it's like, I mean, I, I'm not worried about it, but I'm definitely not a nudist or whatever. But, nah, that's but, fucking wild, though. Yeah, eh? man. I've, yeah, I've received some pretty wild stuff. Like it was super entertaining in the beginning and then after a while it's just like, here we Bit go. creepy. Yeah, yeah. Just, getting, yeah. just getting through your Monday, kicking ass and here's an ass. Like yeah. it's in fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's nice wild, run. eh? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. What about um, like your plans now? Like just said then that you're starting to do a bit more of that stuff. We actually haven't even said where people can go to follow like your Instagram or where to keep up to date with you. Like what's the best way for people to see what you're doing or maybe reach out and ask if Yeah, you can well, I mean, I'm, I'm like I'm sure people, people will be able to find it like through my name and the podcast. But, yeah, like most people that reach out to me, it's either just Instagram or Facebook, just, you know, Adam Cavanagh, bam. Yeah, so people just shoot me messages and then yep. just go from there. Go, go, like, go easy on the nudes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. No nudes. I mean, uh, unless they're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But is that something that like you're looking to do now, moving forward, man? Like that's something that you can go off the back of what you've done there, 
did well, you really enjoy it, and that's like the next step for you? Or what's the future hold for you, you reckon? Um, I'm just thinking there's probably going to be some random people send me nudes now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think for myself in the future, I'm at that stage where it's like I probably will have to pick up some work again yeah. just, to, just to keep ticking over. But, yeah, all the adventures, there's so many more in the pipeline for me. Even just like oh, I've been lucky enough, I've been doing a bit of work for this lady called Amber Hawken at this men's retreat. And that's been super awesome, eh? So I've got a few of them in the pipeline. Yep. Um, that was sort of that gigs. chat we had the other day with yeah. the sauna and they did yep. that real long sweat. Saun- yeah, sweat lodge, yeah. How long was that sweat lodge? Four hours. Four hour sweat lodge. Talk us through that. What's the go with that? Um, <clears throat> well, I wasn't in there, thankfully. Mm. He was feeding the fire. Yeah, I was feeding it, right. making sure it's hot. But yeah, so I guess um, the American Indians have a, uh, I don't know if we'll call it a rite of passage, but they, in a sense it is, but... I guess the sweat sweat lodge to them is like, yeah, this small initiation. Yep. In a sense, and like, um, I've, I've been in a couple like they're brutal. Eh? Can I like, imagine? Th- these are the the like the hot rock sweat lodges, like the small like Indian American Indian style ones, and yeah, like they're pretty gnarly. But basically, you go in there, and they slowly add more and more rocks, and then um, there's like. They yeah add more and more water, but every time they pour water over the rocks, like you just can't breathe. It's like Restame. wild. But I guess um, from what I've heard, it's like a way to for men to experience childbirth. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, Ch- chicks would love us doing that then. Yeah, so like, <laughs> honestly, like I'm pretty sure a lot of ladies probably send their husbands to do that re- that retreat <laughs> yeah. that, that that I help at for that that reasons. Like yeah, they you know they get chucked in the deep end. But yeah, like there's that sweat lodge is there's something really powerful around it. There's there's more to it than that. Like I guess yeah. it represents the earth and the mother and the womb. Um, but away from that, yeah, just that experience of being in there with the rocks and then like even when you when you're in there, like I guess um, for me, I think other blokes have had it because I was like, oh, I'm not the only guy feeling like this. You like you actually have this feeling like I'm probably gonna die in here. This is like pretty brutal, and your True. body your body starts to wig out. Like you really do. You're like, Whoa, I shouldn't be in here. And you like you you got to like try to stop yourself from like jumping out the door and getting out. Like yeah. It just it really gets hard in there. And After then, how long you reckon? I think the longest one I did was a little bit over two hours. Yeah. And I honestly I was like that is gnarly. Like yeah. when I got out, I was just cooked. But I've yeah. only got to the hour mark with one of those proper steam saunas, yeah. and that one it killed me. Yeah. You'll never find an angry bloke afterwards, but nah, it humbles you. It fucking humbles you. Oh yeah. It's one of those things you wouldn't like. You wouldn't do it by yourself, would you? No, like, I don't think so. Because, I mean, no. I, the thing I think about, I'm like, I'll happily push myself. I'll happily do crazy shit as long as I know it's fucking safe to do. Like, I'm going, yeah. I'm not going to be a hero and fucking die in a sauna. Yeah. So you'd sort of want someone at least there in case you pass out. That's like the timer on it, like 60 minutes. You set the heat you want it to go to. Yeah. Obviously, those steam ones are a bit different, but... um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah it'd be a pretty wild experience. Yeah. I guess the dude's running it, like, the... Facilitators and stuff like they've probably done enough. They got a fair idea what they're doing. Like they know yeah. how to gauge it. So I guess like you, you can go through so much of that. Like oh crap, shouldn't be in here. Like you can go through a fair bit of that. Mm. And I think that's the point. It's yep. like you to push yourself to get into that zone and experience that for a bit. Yeah, because like sure. usually it's when when you feel that that's when people tap out. But it's like that that lesson in that like you got a lot more in the tank than you think you do. Yeah, you can do more than you think you yeah. can, sort of thing. Yeah, that's a pretty cool mindset, eh? Yeah. To have, mate. You're obviously a fit bloke. 
keep yourself fit, change your diet, like you said, to to feel better. What do you do to look after yourself, man? Like, um, I guess I've been pretty slack for a lot of months, and then um, so I'm probably not as fit as I usually am. Um, I, I don't really have a crazy routine. Hey, I think like the foods got a lot to do with it. Like just yeah, just the way I eat. Like the um, I usually swing between. I guess doing the paleo or caveman or carnivore, which I'm yeah, I'm sure you've heard of carnivore. Yeah. Like I've found that. I remember doing a stint of carnivore and I looked like I was on juice. Yeah, yeah right. Like, like not even really working out. Hey, and I've had it like I've, I actually went and did my personal trainer certification and stuff. So I've had a few of my mates reach out to me and like guided them through it. And I had one mate and uh, he had a bit of a belly and he's like, mate, I want to get abs. I don't want to go to the gym. I'm like, all right, let's go to carnivore. Got shredded, at, like got a six pack. And yeah. I was like, wow. Was that just diet? Yeah, just, like, just food. And that wasn't yeah. him working He was still out. sneaking the odd beer and stuff in, which I said to him, I was like, oh, it's, you know, like he's probably going to get better results without it. But yeah, he still had, had the glass of grog yeah. every now and again or the beer and yeah, still got... Is like, that carnivore like no avocados? To be, to be honest, I think... Um, like those healthy fats, like... Bacon. Like, I, I guess it depends. At the end of the day, I think like just the more meat you eat and the less crap you eat, like the better off you're going to yeah. be. Like, well, like no right. one's going to come to your house and be like. I think the best thing. The, the best thing about carnivore diet, you don't feel like a massive like eating heaps during the day. No, like, you know, like two ribeyes. Yeah, I find that sometimes like everyone um, complicates the fuck out of it. Yeah. When like the other day we were talking about changing the way we were, I was terrible for a while there, ages there. Just eating Maccas or the quick thing to go through the drive through and that. And then we're saying, like, right, oh, we're going to change, going to do this, have some fruit, have some nuts. And we're saying, yeah. And then some people say there's sugars in fruit. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? There's not in fruit, fucking Maccas. <laughs> so it's like True sometimes that. it's just eat normal food that isn't processed. And surely that's going to be better than fucking all the processed shit, eh? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> probably getting a bit off topic here with this, but I think sometimes, like, you can get locked into something so strongly that it probably ends up being a negative like um like not knocking everyone that's plant-based but i think sometimes that people that even get in that camp you know like i'm fully plant-based like don't eat meat and stuff or or even like the like some of my mates that do carnival it's like they're like 100 carnival like mm. do not eat anything else but it's like no one's gonna like come to your house and give you a medal for doing that you know what i mean like no. you've got to listen to your own body too mm. and i've found for me um even recently, I probably did start to eat a little bit more crap, like all, you know, gluten-free or whatever. But yeah, I, I, I have found, like, I'm even noticing now, like, my body actually responds better to just, like, having a bit of steak than it does, like, even eating the amount of food that I was eating recently to put weight on. Yeah. Just eating steak, like, works way better for me than even doing that. And, like, I will. I'll just, like, eat. Some days I probably will just eat steak and nothing else. And then mm. other days I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I actually feel like some veggies or a bit of fruit or honey yep. or whatever like i just go with that yeah um but yeah honestly like yeah i have done the 100 percent hardcore carnival thing before and then yeah I, I, I like for like it was great and then you get to a stage where it was just like but like i probably can't have the other stuff it's not a big deal yeah you know i mean yeah. it's just like you gotta well you said it's figuring out what works for you yeah right? that's it that's exactly yeah. it oh, but sure. in general what i have seen and i think what works what probably would work best for most people is just like yeah as much good quality meat and fatty meat as you can and then just whatever sort of on the side of that yeah. seems to be the go. 
Mate, with your um, with your hunting content, right? Like you have the um, wild beef that you catch and the things set up, the pork ribs that you catch, and yeah. do you get many turbos have a go at you online, like the the vegans or the the activists and shit like that, or you're pretty good? Um, <clears throat> weirdly, I'm the person that vegans come to to eat meat again. Yeah, so right. I'm actually like this bridge between eating meat and being plant based, and a, a lot of people that follow me are actually plant based people. And yeah, right. they're probably at that stage that they're like thinking about eating meat again. So I'm not about to die. Yeah, I'm like the food in Yeah, I'm the I'm the guide. I'm the guide for people that that um, you know, gets, yeah, right. gets plant based people back on meat. Like, um, not to blow my own horn, yeah, but yeah. yeah, like I've met a few ladies that were probably stepping into having some like childbirth and stuff like that, or thinking about having kids and stuff, and that they were plant based. And I think um, ultimately. Yeah, for for them, they had that realization. It's like, oh, okay, like, probably needs some steak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, for sure. Not, not, not that I'm telling anyone what to do, but it's just like from what I've seen. Yeah. You know. Well, at least you've got the experience now of what you've done, and you can actually yeah. speak on experience instead of just reading something, right? Yeah. Like that's that's it. At the end of the day, it's just like you can read something. I've actually tested it out. You know what I mean? Like my lifestyle now. I'll just yeah mostly eat meat. Yeah. Bit of bit of. Whatever else I say, whatever else like most gnarly thing off the rails for me is um pen ice cream, which is just like some organic coconut ice cream. That's like me off the rails. So I'm not that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not actually when I say mean crap, I'm not really going that crazy. Yeah, a bit of fruit for me is probably is is somewhat off the rails. Um, and honestly, I I don't. I, I, well, I met you at the gym the other day, but I don't really go to the gym. Like I might just do some push ups and chin ups like every couple of days, like t- for ten minutes. Like I do, I do nothing crazy, but yeah, yeah I can get a pretty good rig. Yep. By actually not doing a whole lot. There you go. So, so for people who don't have the time to hook in at the gym, it really is a lot of the times about on, what you're putting. Honestly, in your body. if like if there was a bloke out there that maybe had a beer belly or he just wanted to like change his life or just whatever in general, us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it depends on your goal, but in general, most people you don't really need to go to the gym. Like like usually, I don't go to the gym. Like I might go down the park down here and bust a few chin ups. Yeah, old monkey bars or something like that, and that's that's me usually. Um, yeah, it depends what your goals are. Like, something if you've got to go to the gym for something else, like that's different. But for most people, or the average bloke that, let's say, like, yeah, you, you know, got kids or, or th- like, you know, potentially for some reason is too busy to go to the yeah. gym. Just changing your food is, I think, ninety nine percent of it. Well, like a lot of people, you've been in the mines, yep. mate. Yeah. You, you might have to travel fucking half an hour to yeah. an hour to the job. They're there for 12 hours. You come back and it's just a heap of slop in front of you. Sometimes, sometimes the food's good, but that's when it is a little bit hard, you know, to to eat right sometimes for people, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, what I've found from my time, um, even d- doing the camps and stuff, <laughs> I mean, it's probably a bit, it, it's probably not something that everyone can do, but I was like literally, I'd, I'd just go up to the, the chef, whatever, like, hey, man, can I say have a steak? Yeah, or yeah. Even though there's yeah. all this fancy stuff, I'm like, can I have a steak? Or like, if there was just eggs or just meat in the Bay Marie's, like, I'd just eat that. Mm. Yeah. And like, I'd make it work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think it's easy to like say something's too hard or there's always an excuse why you can't do something. Mm. Um, only from me being in that mindset, but knowing that it's really just an excuse. Like, you can always. You can always like make, get something yeah, done. You can always get something done if you really want to, mm. and it doesn't have to like overtake your life either. Really, it's just like yeah, cool. Just rather than eating crabs, punch a few steaks or yeah. eat some eggs or something. You know what I mean? Like you can make it happen. Yep, uh, so, for sure. Yeah. 
Mate, before we get to the guest questions to sort of round up the episode today, where do people actually fucking go to watch this episode? Because last night I was fucking searched the internet and I couldn't find it. Yeah. Um, it's floating around out there. I've seen it on, I think, uh, Discovery Plus, which I'm not sure is in Australia, but either other than that, it's like Amazon Prime or Amazon yeah. or whatever it's called. Season yeah. 12, episode 8, right? Yeah. Because I found business. you pretty easy. Yeah, monkey Can we business. have a bit of a look? Quinn? Yeah, look it up on Chuck her up there. Because, yeah, um, I, I looked at it and read through the description of it and everything. It's just I fucking couldn't seem to find it. Like, I went on to that Foxtel thing and it, it was yeah, like. Yeah, there she is. Yeah, Monkey and it business. was. I clicked on that and it was up to episode like. They had season eight and that was all it went to. So, yeah, it might okay. give people a bit of an update to a link. Because I'm sure after your chat, people will be keen to go and actually yeah. watch you in action, you know. So, we'll give yeah. them a bit of an update if we find a link or something like that. But I'm actually keen to watch it myself. Yeah. Yeah, like I think there's he- like there- there's heaps of streaming apps out there. Yeah, like it's probably on Apple. Like I think it says Apple there. I know it's on like Amazon. Like it's out there. Mm. It's yep. out there. Oh sweet. But yeah, in the meantime though, go and uh, Foxtel go. Foxtel yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, go follow the socials anyway to keep up with what you're what you're up to, mate. Next adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Is it um is it hard for you to remember to film shit? Like, do you get into yeah. the? M- <laughs> yeah, it would be. So I oh, like. It, there's some really big adventure YouTube guys out there now. You know, you got like Brody Moss and some like real big names out there now. Um, I, you know, like it's been years since I did Naked and Afraid and I've been in the bush and I always tell myself, I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm going to start like filming all my crazy adventures. My problem is that like, I, if I was going to do that, I need to bring someone along to film me because yeah. like when I'm out in the bush, I just get so into like what I'm doing that I, like I just don't film. Mm. Like I'll go, you know, run down a bloody cow or a or a pig or do something crazy and I'm like, ah, oh, wasn't filming. Like, yeah, yeah. I just, I, like I just love doing it. I don't really think about filming it but that's where I think like um, I have a few mates that have offered to come do it or yeah, yeah or maybe I'll, you know, find someone and, and hire someone to come up and do it but like I'd have to make it a plan to actually do it or otherwise I just don't do it. Eh? Yeah, I just love sure. Just love the adventure. Like I'm not too worried about it. And when, and when you're – oh, sorry, mate. Here you go. No, nah, well, you just think about 10 days, mm. like charges – all the stuff you got to bring with you. So oh, for sure. There's, there's, a a lot, there's a lot to it to actually do it as a job. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What a, When you're hunting out there, mate, I didn't even ask you this before, but if you're going on a trip, what do you bring personally, like to hunt with? Do you chase shit down and catch it by foot? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's my favourite way of doing it. It's called <laughs> persistence that. hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly um, – have you met Andrew Oogles yet? Yeah, yeah, I know of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, never met him, but no, yeah, I just yeah. know. Who, I know you're talking about. I actually, I had a chap wanted to come do my tour, and generally, like most people, we just bow hunt. Yeah. Because normally, yeah, people come to me to bow hunt. Like that's the way I, I usually hunt. Yeah. Um, but the way that I hunt when I'm not bow hunting is that I'll just catch things by hand. And then uh, this fellow that wanted to come up and do the tour, uh, yeah, I, I could just tell. I was like, oh. Yeah, we just we could just catch stuff if you want to do that way. He's like, yeah, actually, he's like, I'm training for a marathon. That'd actually be sick. And that dude was a beast, man. Like, we, he run down like a couple of Mickey balls and like yeah. pigs. And oh man, he's he was a beast. I mean, <laughs> I, I, like it's stuff that I do, but to have like a city fella come up and mm. just like dive into it, I was like, this is wild. But yeah, like I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either either just catching stuff by hand or bow hunting is what I do. Yeah. Because it blows me away sometimes knowing that people catch pigs by hand because growing up with dogs and pigs, sometimes the pigs blow the dogs away and yeah. they can't catch them. Like pigs, people don't realise that wild pigs are a fucking pretty agile animal, like especially that mid-range 
that 40 to 50 kilo, man, they're fucking quick off the mark. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, it'd take a bit to catch one. Yeah, for a pig, I've found, with a lot of animals, I've found, um, so I think it's the Hudza, oh, there might be some other cultures that do it too. <clears throat> they do what's called persistence hunting where like they'll just chase an animal for like hours and hours, like sometimes even days. That's not how I do it. It's just like I just do the most crazy sprint. Yeah. And usually just like you catch things off guard. Yeah. And that's usually how I do it. And and when the hotter the weather, the better, especially with pigs. Like when it's hot, they just they'll yeah, they're just not gonna run. Yeah, like, can't they just, up, eh? yeah. But um yeah, it's not all smooth sailing. I've I've actually got a big big scar on my hand. I had a hook go through my hand. Ooh. Yeah, got got flogged up pretty bad by probably a like hundred kilo boar. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah, they wasn't good. <laughs> and especially if they're fresh too. Like they got oh, he was, of, man. Cold morning. He just oh, shredded me. He absolutely water. destroyed me. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. With the with the naked thing or naked and afraid, how'd you go with the sunburn, brother? Because you're a pretty pale man, like fucking Cameron, are you? Yeah, oh man, my my ass on that first day got roasted, man. Oh. Like just sitting down. Because you gotta like obviously lay around the dirt anyway. Yeah. Oh man, my backside was hurting. But what um about? I already knew, uh, like, mud or, or ash out of the fire or something like that. Like, that's your sunscreen. That first day, it was just my, my butt got a bit burnt. But, yeah, just chucked a bit of ash on out of the fire and all sweet. That was my sunscreen. Never got sunburned again. Yeah. yeah even though day. I'm pale as. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, how good is that? No, that's awesome, mate. Hey, thanks very much for coming in. Um, like we normally do, we've got a few guest questions here we like to hit yeah, people awesome. with. So we'll run through these. First one, mate, have you ever been arrested? <clears throat> no. Good no, stuff. Yeah, no, pretty, pretty <laughs> straight stay away from for it. the most part. Yeah, yeah. Right. It doesn't sound like they'd catch you anyway. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> I was just about to say, it's like, yeah, be, be good or be good at it, but I'm pretty pretty fast, eh? Yeah, that's <laughs> a go. Just go bush, mate. Yeah. What was your uh, What was your first job, man? Um, actually worked at a kitchen at a country club at a golf course. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah back in the day. Yeah, kitchen yeah. here. I mean, uh, no, dishwasher. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, dish pig. Good stuff. Um, mate, you can invite three people to dinner, dead or alive. Who are they and why? Man, that's a that's a tough question. Eh? It is a tough question. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I had a thought about that one a bit more. Um, you know what? I, I reckon you, you gentlemen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. Has, has many people done that before? No, no, no. They're, they're no, pretty. I fucking... reckon that would be cool. We should we should um. Tee up a barbie, have a few steaks, I reckon. Well, Fuck mate, no. fucking depends how long you're in town for, but for sure. Yeah, I reckon I reckon uh, that's my dodgy way of answering the question, but also legit, like, I yeah, we yeah. should have some steaks, eh? Sounds, yeah, good, sounds mate. good, mate. Right, we've been getting around the steak game lately. It's been yeah. a big uh, topic of the show is everyone getting around their smokers and fucking barbecues and just cooking meat, you know, yeah. getting the mate, man thing good. on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, what do you reckon the best piece of advice is that you've been given? Um. Yeah, I know this one. I was listening to a podcast a while ago, and I guess it, it's it's pretty relevant, really, for a lot of people. Um. Anyway, the the ultimate thing is the advice that was in the podcast. <clears throat> if you don't know, ask. Yeah, I reckon like that's. It, it's like so s- simple, but. Like it's silly how simple it is, but like I know for myself personally that like probably a lot of the the battles I've had um, in my life is just like you know trying to flog my way through things um, without asking for help. 
Yeah. Mm. But like, you you can just ask. Like, if you don't know, just ask. Like, yeah. For but sure. it's just something as a bloke, and it feels like a lot of blokes where I'm from would would do it. You know, just bottle it up, bottle yeah. it up, hold on to it. Don't you know? Don't don't ask for help. But like, yeah, man, it's like it's actually yeah, I think pretty that's, easy to do, eh? Hey? Like, I think that's awesome, man. I can relate to that myself a bit. When um we went to went through TAFE and I was a diesel fitter. Never tinkered with any sort of machines growing up. Never even knew what the fuck happened when you started a car or a diesel engine or anything. But I was a first-year diesel fitter going to TAFE. And all these other lads just had been tinkering with stuff their whole life. And I just felt fucking out of place and didn't know what anyone was saying. And instead of asking back then, I would have just pretended like I knew what was going on. And it's so much better for you to just fucking ask if you don't yeah. know, isn't it? Like definitely diving into this game that we knew nothing about. Yeah, what's the camera that works? What do you use yeah. for podcasting? Yeah, we started right. off like that where we sit down and Google stuff and try to figure it out. But you're better off just reaching out and asking people. Yeah, so I like that one, mate. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, That's, yeah, it's so relevant for for a lot of people. I think. Hey? <laughs> oh, for sure, man. I think everyone's been in a situation of their life where they didn't want to ask because it might have been embarrassing or they felt like they were out of place. But really, if you just fucking ask, you'll know yep. straight away and all that shit's gone, yep. you know? Yeah, that's awesome, mate. Great stuff. Um, what's on top of your bucket list, man? To be honest, um, oh, one – actually, I, I guess straight up, one crazy thing I'd want to do, and maybe that's my next adventure. Um, maybe I just got to find a way to do it. But I'd love to travel around to other cultures that are a bit more primitive yep. and hunt with them. Yeah, like right. It probably would be a pretty cool TV show, but I guess unlike other people that probably would do that, like go hunt with other cultures and stuff, like running stuff down and being, being a loose cannon, like I think that would be pretty <laughs> cool. Because like, I, yeah. I um, yeah, recently got ta- uh, flown over to Vanuatu to take some guys out hunting. Yep. And um, we're in the forest there. And we run down a, a, a scrub cattle, run down some scrub cattle in the forest, and yeah, like I end up wrestling this one in the forest. And I was like, it was with the with the local Vanuatu people, and that, like I just remember looking at them, and this like, oh, the fella called me something I won't say on the podcast, but it was it was like it was pretty cool when he called me. He's just like, you're a great hunter, man. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a good feeling for you yeah. and, and someone just, else's culture, right? Yeah, and he just like the young this other young fellow that was there. He just looked. He just said, he's like, mate, we're getting on the carvers tonight. You're like. And yeah, yeah. Like a lot that form of respect. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just like, and, and even in there, from my times hunting with the indigenous people in Australia, there's like just this knowing of like that there doesn't even need to be a language with hunting. Like, you can just get with other people that hunt. Like, I'm talking about more primitive hunting and stuff. Yeah. And like, it, I don't know, it just it clicks. And like, I just feel like after going to Vanuatu and, and hunting there with the, with the local Vanuatu people and just, just, Absolutely not re- really being able to speak much, but they're just like it didn't matter. Like yeah. we just we just knew without knowing like what we were doing. Like old mate looked at me like, if I knew what I was gonna, you know, if I if I knew what I was doing to wrestle his cow because he thought, oh here we go, and then I did it, and he's just like wow, yeah. And I was like, White boy's flying in at this cow here. Don't know what's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, I think he was thinking, oh no, here we go, <laughs> gonna get <laughs> skittled. Hospital trip, yeah. but yeah, no, it's like I'd love to do more of that. Yeah, and just that experience of like you know going back and they cooked it all up in the village and. Mm. Had a few carvers, which is not like, man. Blew your head <laughs> I, off. Yeah, I, I, I haven't drank for a long time, so having that, that rolled me. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. like that experience, <laughs> like I had to do it. You know, I had to yeah. do it for the experience, but I'd love to travel and do more of that, I reckon, yeah. Like, oh, mate, and that, like you said, content-wise, like fucking who wouldn't want to watch that? 
Yeah. That'd be oh, amazing like to see other people's yeah. cultures and what they do, right? Yeah. What What about anything with the Indigenous people of Australia? Have you sort of picked up? Like, have you gone and spent a fair bit of time with them hunting-wise and shit? Yeah. Um, my tracking game has gone through the roof. That's like, awesome. To, to look at tracks now, um, yeah, like in general, like just my eyesight and ability to, to pinpoint animals. I've got like eagle eyes now from hanging out with them fellas. Like, because yep. when I initially was hanging out with them, like they're just, they'd just see stuff. They're like, oh, there's like a mob of cattle over there. And I'd be like, nothing over there. I like, can't see a thing. But like now I'm like, it's a game of like who can spot something first. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's cool. I Yeah. So yeah. I'd, I'd love to pick up more skills around the world. That'd be pretty pretty bloody awesome, I reckon. Fuck yeah, mate. That's awesome. Mm. The last one to finish off, mate, are aliens real? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you an answer. That um, I so I'll just I'll just stop beating around the bush. I'll just get to it. I randomly um, was out like I was way out in the bush, so maybe I was a bit cooked. I don't know, but I just had this feeling. It was just like I randomly had this feeling. And it was just like, oh, you know, you're gonna if you look outside your your, your swag, you're gonna see three shooting stars. And if you see if you see three shooting stars, that means aliens are real. Anyway, you know when you just wake it was like two AM I woke up and I was like, that's a, what the fuck? Like that's the most weird thought to just have. Anyway, I just thought, uh Yeah, right. Like, you know, got the better of me. I thought, whatever, I'll just look outside. I looked outside my swag and I seen three shooting stars. Exactly how like I thought it would go. And I was just like, All right, maybe, maybe aliens are real. But you know when you're just like you're like Wow, uh, not, that's to, a very not, to, sp- not to get too woo-woo, but it's just yeah. like if the universe was out there to try to tell me something, I'm just like, or like, but you know, it's just like, like I don't know why that happened, but that was that happened. So I'm just like, I'm kind of open to the idea now. Yeah, well, so, that's crazy. That so you had that thought in your own head by yourself. Yeah, which is probably worrying. No, Shout out to acid, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, completely that's, yeah. sober, which is probably more worrying. But but yeah, yeah, that's cool that's as right. fuck yeah. though that you had that experience and you went, oh, I popped your head out and bang. Yeah, that would have fucking tripped you out or what? Yeah, I, I was. I was just like, you know, when you just, I was just like, that is so rant. Like, I don't know where that come from, mm. but I was just like, all right, maybe, maybe. I haven't seen one. If, if that's, nah. the, I haven't seen an alien. No, no, no. That's nah. not the question. It's more. I'm interested yeah. in the fact that what do people think? There's got to be another life form out there. Yeah, oh, I reckon for sure. Like, yeah, no. you know, like yeah. after that, I like, just like just, hearing what know. people's um thoughts are on it because it's yeah. not something that you ask, oh mate, when you just meet them. You know, if you're in the street and it's like, oh, here you going, bro? You reckon aliens are real? Like it's more one of those things you never yeah. get to talk about it. And I'm, it's an interesting question to see where people sit, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I reckon if you ask your grandparents and stuff like years back, they would have been going, "Nah, we're the only thing." Yeah, here. fuck off, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Probably <laughs> the old the mindset. Wacky. Yeah, exactly. Well, mate, yeah. like I said, thanks for so much for coming on. You actually brought a bloody gift for us. Yeah, Could you explain what's going on here. The old primitive sort of fire kit, is it? Yeah. So uh, my favourite. Methods the hand drill kit, which is just two sticks. Yep. But this one here is the bow drill kit. So this is an American Indian style of fire making. Yeah. It, it's probably a bit better for a starter. Um, yeah. For, for quicker a quicker start. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For a beginner to learn. It's yep. just like Yeah. Oh, but, um, I think. Yeah. yeah. It uh, it looks just like a couple of sticks and rocks because that's what it is. But anyway, she'll she'll make fire, and it's some nice, local man. wood too. So oh, yeah, I, I just got it from about a hundred meters down the road here. Well, mate, you'll have to fucking hold us to it. If we haven't, yeah. if we have that Barbie, we'll come round, have some steaks, and I'll show you how to make a fire. You know, that sounds like a bloody plant. Fucking to oath. be honest. But yeah, no, nah, cheers, mate. Fucking oath. I'm looking forward to having 
giving a go at that and uh, watching what you do, mate, in the next uh, upcoming months. And, um, yeah, thanks heaps for coming on and all the best with everything that you're doing. Thanks, Legends. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely appreciate this uh, opportunity to have a yak with you. I loved it. Yeah. No worries, brother. Awesome. Thanks, Good stuff. Luck.